What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Chaos Theory Podcast. I am your co-host, Ivan, a.k.a. Kinetic. And, of course, I got my main man right here, Ken Chaos Villalobos, the Refly King. And we got a great episode today with a badass guest. But I'll let you do the intro, Ken. What is happening, guys? It's been way too long. I think two months, right? Yeah, it's been two, two months. Two months since the last episode, and we apologize, guys, yeah. to keep I know you guys have been... Uh, <laughs> I know you missed us. Yeah, I'm missing the comments. so, so, so much. Uh, today, we have a badass episode for you guys, okay? Evo 20, uh, 2022 is already done. It's finished, and today we have with us the champion of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for that tournament, which is my good man, Daryl Kim, a.k.a. Mr. Pasadena, a.k.a. the DK Express. <laughs> you guys have your tickets. It's time to jump on board. Get on board right Get now. on board right now. What's up, Daryl? <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? Thank you for having me here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm very privileged and honored to be on this podcast. <laughs> Roger that, sir. Uh, so we're going to go over um, Daryl's story. He has a, a lot of content to cover uh, regarding his uh, his origins, how he got started, and everything that kind of leads up to where we are today with him. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, guys, we want to talk about Evo, uh, since it's something that we were all looking forward to. Uh, it's been three years, you know, since we were uh, a part of an event like that because of COVID and all that, the pandemic. So we were we were back in full swing. Um, Pasadena, our good our good uh, friend from the West Coast, took first place. I took second place, of course. Uh, a little salty about that, <laughs> but it is what it is. Hey, man, that was a great set, man. SoCal took it home, though. SoCal, yeah. SoCal yeah. took it home, At baby. the end of the day... Let's go. At the end of the day, West Coast took the uh, the trophy, which is... Actually, it's funny because, Daryl, if you remember before we, we ran our set, I pulled you to the side and I said, hey, man. I remember clearly. I said, hey, I don't care. I don't care about winning or, or anything like that as long as one of us takes home the trophy yeah that's all that matters that's because that's just so goal. you guys know third place was lazy reaper my boy jay from uh Shout hawaii jay. yeah man he's yeah. A, such a solid player he's, i remember running sets with him online and I, I know it's i obviously i can't play local with him but i mean we used to um just kind of like share tech and then and go over like matchups and stuff with him so he's a he's a great person if you guys haven't met him I, I totally vouch for that guy. He's put in a lot of work, too. So Oh, he's a beast, bro. Congratulations to he's him. He's a beast. As, as a matter of fact, uh, shout-outs to all of Hawaii who came out. Yeah. Uh, you got Spice Diamond. Uh, you had a couple of heads that came out with him as well that um, put, in, put in a lot of work. So it, it's great to see them uh, participate and kind of contribute to the scene. So it was great to have those guys there and, and have them put in that work. Uh, fourth place, we had Amir, the talk of the town, I think, for... Evo 2022, and we'll get to that guy in just a second. The OG, man. The Philippines. Uh, <laughs> he was repping the Philippines. Uh, he came, he's a resident of, of PH, so he, he came overseas uh, along with George CYF. So it was great to have him here. He's never been to the States uh, and, and competed over here, so it was, it was wow. great. Cool. It was great to have him here. Um, but I told Daryl, I said, bro, we can't, we cannot, we cannot let anybody outside of the west coast take this tournament can you imagine what the pr nightmare would have been yeah you know at the moment i didn't really think about what you were saying yeah but after i was i was looking at it where yeah it's gonna it's gonna look bad like not just on us but yeah the shit talk right endless shit talk. yeah so i felt like 
it was very important like one of us took it right because at that point yeah because amir was coming up on those money matches and it's like oh he's gonna win the tournament too yeah, yeah. exactly yes and, had, and 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 i would say huge upsets would you say oh my goodness had he won the tournament bro it's that would have been something that we would have had to hold for the next decade <laughs> <laughs> exactly so i'm glad that uh one of us was able to take that tournament um as far as the the tournament itself i know that there was a lot of controversy mm. because you guys want to speak on that or? well yeah absolutely because we evo had, has, has now been acquired by sony so it's under new management um new system i guess in place to to kind of run these tournaments so i wanted to kind of go over what you guys thought were the pros and cons of this tournament um for starters i think that that one of the pros was uh time efficiency I think that we were able to knock out absolutely yeah. i mean we had 66 entrants and i think that we were we were able to knock out this tournament in under what three i'm sorry four or five hours it ran pretty smoothly more or less i, I could be wrong yeah uh, that's that's about right yeah four to five hours four to five hours and the the to you know joshua brown he got a lot of a lot of heat from us myself included because we were looking to have somebody run the tournament who was invested in the community and not just you know Makes an sense. outsider who didn't really value our opinions or something like that right and joshua actually did a, a really great job of running the brackets and kind of keeping everybody on check and and disqualifying when he had to and and, and keeping everybody on point so i think that was really really great on his behalf to uh to keep this thing running smoothly yeah. um another pro i think that was the the amount of monitors that we had available we had what um eight least, setups I, know, I remember we had at least six at least six okay so we had six setups um I know, I know that we had plenty of space to work with and you know nobody was cramped or anything like that so it was great to have that space to where everybody had enough elbow room to kind of move around accordingly yeah so that was good okay so the multiple setups can we talk about the cons what what did you daryl i'll ask i'll ask you because you know you were there with me what didn't you like i think one of the biggest cons and I think it's just nature of any big tournament, and especially if it's like a new thing being improvised or implemented into the system. Because I think what's first time Vortex doing this for Marvel too. Yeah, there were a lot of matches that should have been recorded, I believe, but we just didn't get it. That's 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 one of the the controversial uh, topics that came up because we weren't allowed to have multiple stream setups. I guess I think we had we had to pull pull hair just to have. Uh, General Thrilla, Jeff Thrilla, shout out Thrilla. Yeah, to put his his stream up there, and even then he could only he could only stream one. Yeah, one station. One he station. He was trying to do the dual. I noticed because he had two setups, but the second setup he had a, as like a little screen on the side, just so he can show what's going on. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't do both streams on one channel. So. Exactly. You know, technology is great nowadays, but there's only so much that you can do. So uh, we do appreciate him and kind of putting in that work with uh, the setup. It's just. There were a lot of players and a lot of matches that we wanted to showcase that we just weren't able to. And, and that's unfortunate for yeah, the people that couldn't be stream. there. Yeah. yeah, they were off stream. Um, a big issue that came up was the fact that there was no sound or there was the sound was very minimal coming from these monitors. And for a lot of players, it made it made the biggest difference because you want to hear what's going on with with your uh, your characters and your team, and everything that's, go that's coming in. Um, for me, I guess it does kind of play a factor, but it's not like, oh, I lost because 
I couldn't hear Sentinel uh, getting in that ass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, about it Daryl. I think we're pretty used to it. Like like us, like coming up in our generation, we're playing tournaments where, you know, sound's not working or it's too loud. You hear multiple setups. That's and, that's true, yeah. And you just have to deal with it. It's tournament setting. What are you going to do, right? Yeah. You have your match is there. What are you going to complain and try to get your way or just play it out? Yeah. It's the nature of the beast. Here, here's the the final uh, controversial topic on this. A lot of players, okay, said that the fact that we were using DC HDMI was also a factor with these monitors. Okay, there are players who insist that this HD monitor is a different experience than your typical regular fat TV that we're, we're all used to using. Um, for me personally, I feel like it's the same thing there. If there's anything that feels like it's slightly off, it could just be me. Okay. I can't, I can't tell you that it's, you know, uh, an actual difference, but I don't know how you feel about it. Daryl, do you prefer DC HDMI? Do you prefer the CRT? What's the deal here? Okay. So for my experience, I was a pretty diehard CRT fan, right? That's right. But eventually, these TVs go away. And I don't know what happened where I let them go. I think it was, I was slowly, like, you know, kind of transitioning to the LCD screens versus just using CRTs, using, using the VGA adapter. And right, I felt right. like it was pretty similar where I didn't notice any drops to me. I see. And then at a certain point, I'm like, I don't. Why am I using CRTs at this point? And I kind of regret, like, I should at least hold on to one, <laughs> two, if I was being very, you know, careful about. It. But I just feel um, I could do everything I want to. That's just me, though. Yeah. But certain players, they say there are certain frame perfect things they can't do. So I can't contest to that because I don't play that way. I guess like certain setups I do, everything feels the same to me. So. Yeah, that, that's kind of the 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 debate that's happening right now. There are players that are are advocating for the transition to using led monitors to using dc hdmi and kind of getting rid of the whole crt experience altogether vga i think is really good too i think vga is great you can't really see the difference on, on these monitors i think it's great when i went to the east coast and i played with blue jay we ran it on the vga so i don't find an issue with that dc hdmi is where uh, it's maybe it's just a mental thing that you kind of have to work through yeah. once you get past it i think you're fine a placebo effect it yeah. could be yeah, yeah it could be okay so as far as evil results um were you surprised at any of the results i was surprised cyf got top eight yeah he had, My... a, he had a hard pull and i'm surprised he made it out i mean we played a lot so i think that attributed to his success. You know, some of those he matches. he told me too, so I'm like, I didn't know that helped, but cool. Well, here's the thing about George, okay, CYF. Okay, he got, I mean, in the order of the bracket, he got sixth, but tied for fifth place. He only lost, he lost to you in the winner's bracket, and then he lost to Amir in the loser's bracket. So that says a lot, I think, in terms of who yeah, who he, he stacks up against in the, uh, in the tournament. I mean, he beat, going over the results, he beat Clockwork, uh, he beat Josh Wakefall. Uh, he beat um, who else did he beat here? Uh, he beat Jay. He beat Jay. Yeah, he beat quite a few, quite a few uh, good players in the in the bracket. He's he's no pushover now. 
it's a convincing um, top eight qualifiers. It wasn't winners too. It wasn't like he was in losers. So. Yeah, absolutely. Here's one thing that I was surprised on. I was surprised that the East Coast players didn't place higher than they than they did in this tournament. And it could have just been a mentality thing. Maybe they weren't really into the game or whatever the case was. But uh, the highest placing East Coast player was uh, Chris Matrix, who. What did he get? Um, Chris got. Uh, he got thirteenth, tied for thirteenth. He beat Potter, and then I'm sorry, he lost to Potter, and then he lost to Smooth Assassin. Uh, after that, you had Mike Infinite at seventeenth place, lost to Crizzle, lost to Spice, and then you had Josh Wigfall. I mean, seventeenth and beyond was all East Coast. So I was kind of disappointed to see that they weren't really in shape, I guess, for this tournament. But you know, it it is what it is. Uh, any upsets? That you think that you think happen? Upsets. <laughs> Here's an upset. Crizzle losing to Roundhouse. You know, Round oh no. Crizzle was doing pretty good before. Remember the Xbox tournament you guys played? He yeah, looked it was pretty good in that solo. Oh man, he was on it. That tournament where he t- he took me out. I was very convinced Dude. like he's gonna do good in Evo. He's gonna make it out of his pools for sure. And you know what? The all I can say to that is that cable guy owes him big time for that i don't know if you guys know about yes, that yes yes he owes him his everything his everything so evo just for, for those of you listening okay evo is a very interesting uh tournament because it's it's held at uh this year it was in, it's been at the Mandalay bay for the past few years and if you're if you're somebody who goes to evo you can go about it two ways you can book your own room you can book your own experience or you can, if you're looking to save money, you can choose to room with three or four other guys, okay? And that's, uh-huh. that's, Asterix. Asterix. Yeah. <laughs> and that number is subject to change, right? It's the whole, hey, man, are you going to Evo? Uh, you know, I'm staying at the Mandalay Bay. Uh, you can crash with me, you know, yeah. if you want. Or the classic, who are you staying with? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Who are you staying yeah, with? Yeah, you guys got room for one more? <laughs> I took care of it. <laughs> So, Cable Guy from NorCal decided to crash with Krizzle. And he, you know, speaking from experience, from somebody who used to have sleep apnea, Cable Guy suffers from sleep apnea. Allegedly, I should say that for legal purposes. No, allegedly, yes. And he could not let these guys sleep because of of the snoring. Krizzle decided to record him snoring and he uploaded it to facebook saying hey guys this is the kind of shit i'm dealing with and let me tell you it was pretty bad you'll find the link in the uh description <laughs> cable guy snoring you know what's crazy you know how i remember sleep apnea so i remember as a kid i used to listen to the love line okay they'd always have the sleep apnea commercial and then i'm trying to go to sleep listening to dr drew's voice and Adam Kroll, and then all here is <laughs> Do you have sleep apnea? Or do you know someone does? I'm like, oh, shoot, dude! I'm like waking up. I'm like, man, this is some serious shit, dude. <laughs> it really is, guys. Uh, all Marvel to aside, sleep apnea is definitely something to to take seriously. Uh, if you feel like you're snoring at night, or you hear it from people that sleep next to you that you're snoring, go get that shit checked out because it's, yeah, you could uh, die in your sleep from that. Dude. It's it's serious business. I had no idea you could die in your sleep from that. You could, yeah. I didn't think it was that serious. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you guys about my uh, most tense moment at Evo, uh, aside from playing Pasadena himself. Um, my Green Goblin joystick 
was suffering from blue screens. Uh, as of the, the session that we had at Thrill, um, Roundhouses the week before, the stick was blue screening. And for those of you guys listening, what that means is that the something's happening with the the the, the memory board on the stick. It's it's causing the stick to short out and it loses signal. So when that happens, the game itself it just freezes, and it says, "Oh, the controller is no longer plugged in. Please reconnect the controller." So in tournament play, what that means is if your shit if your stick shorts out, then traditionally you you lose that match right if i'm not mistaken right yes the player has the option to either accept to take the win or play it out or reset whatever. That, that's whatever. A, that that's a courtesy but it's at right the, yeah it's at the discretion of the other player it's at the it's at the discretion of your opponent it's like off sides right it's up to you do you want to take the yardage or do you want to yeah. play it out yeah so what happened was i played a mirror and this is the first time that i've ever played a mirror in tournament and the score was two two and he catches my sentinel with an air hyper viper beam and at this point it's three characters to one i'm sorry three characters to 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 his two so when he catches me with the air hyper viper beam the my stick blue screens or rather i should say the blue screen you know the controller lost thing pops up and i already know it's my stick so we freeze all of us were just like uh what do we do here of course, I reach over, I unplug my stick, I plug it back in, and of course, it's mine. So Joshua Brown, the tournament uh, organizer, comes over and he says, Hey, um, I'm going to leave it up to you, Amir. He said, you can uh, take the win or play it, play it as it lies. And Amir looks at me and I, and I look at him and I say, Whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> and he said, that look? And he said oh, let's play it out. The respectable man. Respect, right? Yeah. So even though he was down in the match, he still decided, you know, let's play it out. So we played out the match. I won. I sent him to the loser's bracket. Okay. Dude, my next match after that was against Locke. And then after that, it was against Roundhouse. And I thought, God, please. <laughs> please, for the love of God, do not blue screen. Because I knew that if it was going to, if, if my controller was going to disconnect... That roundhouse was gonna take that oh, win. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know he was gonna take it. So I thought, please God, please God, please don't fucking disconnect. <laughs> so what I did was I removed the the memory card that was plugged in. I thought maybe that would that was just additional uh, voltage or whatever. So I just Probably took that is, out. Though. Yeah, I took it out, put it in the bag, and then I was fine. No more blue screens after that. So I think we kind of solved that issue. But that was my. Wow. Ass-clenching moment of Evo was, please, <laughs> God, I cannot lose to Roundhouse in the start of it. Please. <laughs> Yo, shout-out to Roundhouse. Uh, he's recovering from COVID at the moment. Um, speedy recovery, brother. Yeah, man, get better. It's COVID. Uh, yeah. joke, here, man. everybody else, too. So as far as results go, Daryl, I mean, what do, you, what do you think, man? You won first place? I mean, what are your thoughts? How, how does it feel? I mean, obviously, yeah, it feels good because I won, but... Um... I think there's always like for a tournament win there's something that's always unfulfilling i feel and really unfulfilling why like how so because when you look at the brackets pool two this this was you know the, it was always spoken from the beginning and roundhouse dubbed it the, the sorry dudes pool oh yeah well <laughs> you can't i mean that's something that's out of your control okay you can't decide where 
you're going to fall in the pool, I guess. Where the chips are going to fall. Yeah. yeah. So people were, were, were criticizing um, Daryl's bracket, portion of the bracket, because they felt that he had a very easy ride up to the top. But even then, I mean, I, I think it's irrelevant because eventually you're going to run into somebody who, who knows what they're doing. Yeah. And then you're tested either way. So it's not like you get a free ride to grand finals. Right. So I think that that's an irrelevant argument. Yeah, I mean, I think too, it's, I think like at this point in my game, I felt pretty confident. Like I think before if I had this pool, I would still be like really, I mean, I was still nervous, but I think I would have been more nervous for sure. Like where I feel like, um, like my weaknesses are kind of being masked and just my strengths are being shown. That's right. And I feel like, like to be like the ultimate competitor in this game and, you know, be solid all around, like you kind of have to show what you're worth. So yeah. I'm glad I had to play you twice. <laughs> That's right, dude. Because I, I played the best, you know? Yeah. And I felt like, you know, that was a very rewarding thing at the end. Absolutely, brother. This this tournament, I think that's the most de- decisive loss that you've ever given me in tournament. Or, whereas before, we've always kind of, like, gone back and gone forth, back I think. And, forth. Yeah, it's and, and this time, for he was on it. Daryl was on it. He just totally hit everything that he had to hit. He finished his food. He did what, what he had to do to, to take the win. And you know what? The, at the end of the day, there's nothing to be to be said about that it was decisive it is what it is and daryl was well deserved of this victory bro congrats to you on that like i said before well deserved okay for me dude i already started to hear all the heckling afterwards in terms of the the, the backlash (laughs) and what people don't understand is that you can't win them all dude you can't win them all and i for me as a competitor i do want to win every single tournament that's that's kind of the goal right Of of course But at the end of the day, Everybody now, now it's it's about having uh, a scene where the the theme now is that anybody can win. Now, I think that we're more kind of uh, a, people are, are actually putting in work to level up, and now it's a little bit more unpredictable. I mean, you said it yourself; you were surprised that CYF made top eight. Yes. Where if you would have put him back in like 2012, 2013, 2014, he would have been nowhere near the radar of of top eight. Yeah, but I mean, he put in his time, his work, you know, and that that he, he did, yeah, and that he did, and and here we are. It's not like he just randomly got a top. No, eight. no, no. He yeah, didn't. exactly. He put in the work that he needed to do, and and the results speak for themselves. Exactly. Um, as far as 2023, now we're looking at 2023 Evo tournaments. Do you plan on doing any traveling? Do you want to kind of keep things the way they are as as far as uh, tournament participation? I mean, what are your what are your plans? So I feel us going to evo that was a very big risk now looking at it oh look fortunately me and you we didn't get sick but oh as far as covid goes yeah just, just so you guys know uh, a large portion of the marvel 2 community at least the, the people that we were hanging out with ended up test, testing positive really for the vid yeah and these are people that that daryl and i were around and luckily we didn't end up getting anything which was very fortunate for us, right? I mean, we we yeah, wish all of these guys a speedy recovery and all that. Considering but it, how close in proximity exactly, you guys are to each other exactly. for the whole weekend. I mean, we were masked up and all that, but um, yeah, you can only do so much. Yeah, and I think that we were fortunate that we that we didn't catch anything. So, right. uh, hats off to us on that. <laughs> do you want to do any traveling? Like with all this happened, I'm very skeptical about it because I mean, I love the game, but. You gotta like look out for your health first of all. That's yeah. true. Yeah. If you're not healthy, you can't play. Yeah. That's good Very point. true. Yeah. And 
from the people I've, you know, like run across where they're saying, you know, like they didn't get tested or, or what do you call it? They didn't get COVID or whatever, but they kept very like, you know, safe precautions where they, they didn't go out of the room unless they're going to go to the event or go eat and that's it. And that doesn't really sound fun to me, you know, I'm going to go out somewhere. I mean, unless it was like some like very high level event where once in a lifetime kind of thing, then, you know, I probably would do it, but not otherwise, like you're not really experiencing it to the fullest. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm just going out there to play. Yeah. yeah. That we can wait for that. That's true. Yeah. Now I had um, a question for Daryl um, regarding, you know, obviously the past Evo tournament. Um, when Ken had brought up to you that whole, like, hey, bud, we got to take this home for the West Coast. Was there any type of, a, like, mentality change? Because you said that you didn't really, it didn't really register with you until a little bit later of, like, fe- did you end up feeling any more pressure um, trying to get through the bracket? Were you, were, did it give you more motivation, maybe, to try to make sure you got to grand finals? I mean, what what were you thinking at that point? Okay, so I believe when he when he told me that it was before we played winners, right? Yeah. So I know when I was in winners and you're in losers, I'm like, all right, I don't have to worry because he's gonna clean up. Like I was, oh, com- I, I was like ninety nine percent confident, like he's not gonna lose this. Like it's just it's Ken, dude. You know. That's so. that's so dope. Like he's gonna be like Ken's gonna go in there and be like the fucking garbage cleaner. In there I mean, just I just kind of like um, all the trash. Perfect example was you know when you guys played on the main stage. Um, it's you, Duck, and Jtron versus VDO. And Desmond and Sanford. 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 Yeah. And I remember I'm um, asking Duck, like, so how are you feeling when, you know, Ken was playing Desmond? And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's just going to do Ken. It's, it's, like, he, he already knew, like, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're solid. So he was very confident you're closing out. So that was yeah. kind of, like, similar to the feeling I had. Like, closing out. I'm like, no, no, like, it's going to be a miracle for, I mean, no, no knock to the guys, but I just feel like, yeah, Ken's just, like, He's way up there compared to, like, when he played Jay, I think it kind of showed, like, the skill gap at that point. Yeah, because yes, Jay and I, you know, we had ran some casuals um, the night before. But the day of the tournament, it was, like, I was when, when I'm in, when, I feel like when I'm in, in the loser's bracket, it's kind of like. You play more relentless. Something, yeah, something triggers to where, I okay, now I got to be in the zone. Switch comes on. And I, I ended up beating Jay 3-0. And he's a really, really solid uh, Hawaiian player. Yeah, and he's the, I think he's the only opponent that I that I played in losers because it was him versus Amir, and then it was him versus me, and then and then it was grand finals. You're right because you basically yeah. were winners until then. So he was the only one losers. He was the only one loser that I, that had to go through. Um, great tournament though. A lot, everybody was hype. A lot of good energy. A lot of good uh, footage that was captured. Uh, you can't please everybody, obviously. So hopefully we can use this as a learning experience on what to improve on for next year. But, you know, there's a lot of time. There's a lot of time to kind of plan for that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Sure. Um, anyway, enough about Evo, okay? Let's get into Mr. Pasadena, DK Express. And let's get into that origin story and how you came about to be this freaking MSP killer, <laughs> okay? Uh, we'll start from the beginning, start from when, when you started, and then we'll kind of kind of work our way up. So uh, take it away, brother. All right, so the origins of the story. <laughs> Sorry. So when I first started playing, I think it's like most 90s kids, you know, you're at the arcade, you see the newest Street Fighter crossover Marvel game. Marvel 2, you know, that was the one. Yeah. So I remember um, back then, you know, I never 
knew what competitive plate was. So I'm just picking what I was comfortable with, and it was usually like the Shotos. So I recall like the very first team I was playing, it was probably like Ryu, Ken, Guile. Oh my God. <laughs> team Street Fighter. Yeah, I, Team Street Fighter, basically. Like, mind you, I didn't know anything about competitive play. I didn't even know what a triangle jump was. Okay. Yeah, nothing. These are all advanced terms, though. Yeah. Then just kind of eventually, I don't know what triggered, I think something with that game where I felt like, you know, there's more to this game. You were playing at an arcade? Yeah, this was, I was growing up in a small town called Bakersfield. <laughs> okay. Same place where Neo's from. Nice. It's funny. I remember running into him at the arcade too. But he was using like low tier shit too. Like oh, okay. Jill, Guy. For sure. And yeah, something with that game I think kind of sparked like my competitive interest. And I'm pretty sure it was Preppy's website. Like I found something online. Oh. Some random combo. I don't know who it was or what website it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Preppy's. Really? There, you know, there wasn't that much out back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, where else would you and, go? And this is what year? Early 2000s. Early 2000s, okay. 2003, 2004, I Okay, think. for okay. sure. I think when I was getting a little older and like more um, like technically like inept with you know, the internet, mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, so there's more to this. And then it's weird. Like, you know, you have that mentality when you're playing with your group of friends and you're winning. You're like, yeah, I'm the shit. <laughs> yeah. But then you kind of go out and explore. You, you explore outside of your zip code and then you find out that uh, you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy. I think the first like moment I had for that, like, what do you call it? Your um, out-of-body experience in the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't know if a lot of people know who Metroc is, but he was the oh, one. Oh, I remember that name. Yeah, so he was the one that actually showed me how to play this game. Ooh, like, wow. This is cool, man. Hey. And I remember, I'm pretty sure it was him. And we're going, like, this was like some random Friday or Saturday night. Like, my brother, he'd used to randomly, you know, visit home. And then there's nothing to do in Bakersfield. Like, hey, you want to just go to the arcade? So he'd give me like a shitload of nickels and then we go play. And then pretty sure it was him because I remember it was MSP and he was just sandbagging, you know, letting <laughs> the guys do whatever. And then when he had to, he'll turn it up and just fuck us up. And then, uh, I see. And then, yeah, dude's just kind of like, I don't know, going off of what. I guess you see off magazines or whatever. I think Silver Samurai was kind of popular then. Like random entire system just mashed the super. Yeah, exactly. It does hella damage. But it was crazy. Like, um, so one time I remember he, he was posting flyers at the arcade, a garage tournament he was going to do. And then I was like, all right, I'll go. And see, at that time, yeah, I was so new still. And I thought, I'm like, all right, I'm pretty good. I'm gonna, playing MSP. I don't even know how to do the infinite. There's like so much I don't know how to do. I think like um, when I went there, it was so like over my head, like I was kind of in denial. <laughs> and I remember CJ and Korngo were there. Okay. Like NorCal. I okay. Think, I don't know if Kelly was there, but they were there. NorCal players. They were so ahead of us, dude. It was it was pretty crazy. And Jason knew like you know like the, the stuff that was current, but I mean this competition, you know that's how you know you're only as good as your competition. That's right. So he would always try to get them to come through and play, and then from there I remember like. I was like, dude, I got to go to school tomorrow, but I'm still here. <laughs> I've been here for like eight hours. I'm like, I can't, oh I can't leave. That's like crack, bro. But I, yeah, it was crazy, dude. So that was like the first taste of like what it was. But I think it was still over my head where I didn't completely understand it. You know, I couldn't okay. digest it all. And eventually, like Jason was like, hey, you want to come through? We can play. And that's kind of like where it all started. And that's when he introduced me to SRK and everything and all that. Oh, wow. 
And we've talked about SRK before, shoreyoucan.com. Right. A website that had forums. Um, for Discussing all kinds of... Um, local matchmaking, yep. technology, uh, character discussion. Match I mean, if, if there was something that you were interested in that was fighting game related, you could find it there. On SRK, yep. yeah. That was so, the professional Facebook group back then. Yeah, basically. very yeah, true. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, very true. For the FGC. So you got introduced to SRK. So then what happened? I mean, I'm still in a small bubble. We're in Bakersfield, you know. So... I just played with him, usually on the regular. He would try to throw little tournaments here and there. And I didn't know how big the scene was, actually, because you know, I'm still small fish in a big pond, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and I think the biggest transition that happened after was, um, I mean, first, I would, I'd visit SoCal, because I had friends that went to um, CSUN, which was um, Cal State Northridge. And that was the school that was right by FFA. And I remember okay. my friends, they knew I played Marvel, so like, hey, there's this arcade by our school. You know, you should check it out and see. Like, you know, they're open super late. These guys are really good. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll go over there. And then, yeah, that's when I got like my real wake up call there. <laughs> and I'm just trying to blame it on the sticks because you know I'm used to playing on this like whack ass Pelican stick I bought from GameStop. Oh, oh shit, Pelican <laughs> stick on concave buttons. And then they're using P360s with con or no, I was using con yeah. Concave. Concave. The other using convex. Convex. convex yeah. So different to me. And then I'm just thinking, no, this is because these sticks. But, dude, they're doing, like, infinites and shit I've never seen. And I'm just thinking, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so it was kind of like a tough pill to swallow at that point. You yeah. Know, where you're like, bro, like, you're down here. They're, like, up here. Right. And I remember, like, the question I asked my friend. Or he asked me at the end of the, you know, the night. He's like, so how many games did you win tonight? I'm like, zero. He was like, me too. Because <laughs> he was playing, like, Third Strike and shit. And then oh, was, okay. I see. Oh, okay. He was just like, that's just how it goes here. I'm just like, damn. That's just how it goes here. That's know? just how it goes, man. <laughs> you, you have to be ready to take some losses when you when you hit a uh, higher competition. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, so then, well, what year are we in? This was like 2005. 2005, okay. So I remember meeting you 2007? Or was it earlier, 2006? I think around 07-ish. 07, maybe. right? Okay. 07, 08-ish. So how did you go about from picking your team, which is Ryu, Ken, Guile, and then you went to MSP right away? Oh, yeah. So with those videos I was watching, I'm like, oh, this looks cool. And then I did, like, the, the most basic shit you can do, you know, like um, you hit Psylocke, OTG launch, and then, you know, Magic Series to Hypergrid Tempest. Yeah. Because I didn't know you could mash out of it back then. So that or, like, the basic right. Shockwave combos. Oh, okay. Like, I, I didn't even know Magneto had infinite at the time. Okay. So that's all I was going off of. And so OTG yeah. Magic Cause, Series. Cause by, by the time that I ran into you in 07, you were already doing advanced shit. Like when when we would we would go over to uh, Love Pigs, and it, we would do like three on three money matches and stuff like that. Like you were already doing stuff that was way beyond my spectrum of understanding. Um, so something had to happen. Something had to happen to trigger that. So, yeah, during that time... Like that whole level up process. Yes, exactly. I think 2000... Was it 2005? Yeah, I think middle of 2005, I moved to Pasadena. Yeah. Because my parents moved there, so <laughs> I moved over there. And I think that's where, you know, like... The birth of Mr. Pasadena. Can we, can we just talk about where that name came from? Oh, God, it was, it was fucking Metroc, dude. I, I like, I don't... Cause like everybody had these cool names. I'm like, so how do I, like, I had no name to come. It's like, well, how about Mr. Pestine? I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> that's it. That, that's that's the origin of it. That's how it's stuck. Because nowadays it seems like you prefer the DK Express moniker, right? Yeah, it was, was kind of like you've outgrown. You've outgrown Mr. Pasadena. I feel like that will always stay with me, though. So it will never like be outgrown. Right, because like when people refer to him, it's always like, oh, Pasadena or like, Dina. It's Pasadena yeah. or Dina, yeah. yeah. But like when you sign up for tournaments and stuff like that, it's always DK Express. I noticed. Yeah, I try. I mean, I made fun of you in the chat because I call him D like every time I see DK, I was like, "Oh, it's Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Express." I mean, I got that I as like, a kid too because that's my initials, DK. Yeah, right, right. So they were oh, Donkey Kong Daryl. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, people always yeah go to DK for that. So the Express part, where where did that come from? Oh, because Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> what? I would because I they I was called okay so growing up I was I was a pretty big boy and they'd always call me Panda so, <laughs> oh, that's cool. so it kind of like all transpired into one and then I'm just like I don't even know like I wish I had a cool name like I think like you and Lockdown have a pretty cool name like oh yeah what's your name oh I'm Chaos oh what's your name? oh Lockdown like, what's your name oh, well, I mean to be fair he came from it's a lame ass fucking name bro <laughs> it's Mr. Pasadena see at least like you and Lockdown you guys have cool names you know like oh I'm chaos like, oh, well to be fair he bad. came from chaotic one <laughs> to think about chaotic what? one oh yeah where it came from right oh, welcome so back but I never would have thought Express meant from Batman but Express. you know what it throws it throws people off because I when I would see oh it's Mr. Pasadena I thought oh such a lovable guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> Distinguished gentleman right here. And then he would just fucking maul you with yeah. Magneto Storm Psylocke. Like, oh, what did I do to you, man? He would just be relentless. Like, he doesn't let you get off. All right. So going back to Love Pigs, okay. We we did, uh, we had you over. Can we talk about Team Valley? Yes, we can. All right. So just so you guys know, okay. Back then, it was the era of clicks. Okay, I had Neophase, I had Infrit, Prodigy. Uh, you had F the FFA clicks, which was like Fnatic, Mega Man DS. Uh, you had Regency, which is all the Regency guys, obviously that you guys know. And then Pasadena had a click called Team Valley, with a couple of other players that were kind of, you know, they, they kind of disappeared off the grid. We had Clockwork Junior. And Elon Jr. Okay. Back then, I guess if you liked a player or something like that, and you kind of adopted his team, his play style, you paid homage to that. You paid homage to that, and you would take up his his name and add the Junior, junior at yeah. the end. At one point, there was an Elon the, the third. third. <laughs> so dude, there were like twenty Elons, dude. <laughs> Talk to us about Team Valley, dude. Who are these guys? Where did they come from? Where did they go? All right. So Team Valley. So originally, I remember when I first moved. Pasadena so I was still talking to Metroc at the time okay so he was telling me hey there's these dudes I remember playing you know at the arcade and um you should hit them up if you want to play them so I ended up hitting them up because I remember when I moved there you know it was like a fresh new start for me I didn't really know anybody and when I go to the arcade I had nobody and at the time I wasn't good either so it wasn't like I stood out like a sore thumb you know what was the arcade in, pa in Pasadena well, in Pasadena, there wasn't really a scene. I mean, there was Pac-Man Arcade, but I came way too late. Oh, okay. I think it already closed by the time I was there. Okay. So FFA was the only one I knew because that's the one I was going to when I, whenever I visit. Oh, okay. For sure. So we ended up linking up, and then it was kind of like, you know, we're just playing. 
kind of you know kind of like you know friendship kind of transpired like, okay, yeah you guys cool. started chopping it up yeah. and all that yeah, and and all that shit you know kind of build their friendship we didn't know each other you know i know them they didn't know me yeah so we got to you know we're hanging out we're playing and then we'd go to tournaments together and stuff too but you know eventually it kind of fizzled out and you know i just kind of you know stopped talking to them but during that time i remember they were making some noise like especially um clock jr because I think his his Sentinel was kind of standing out, and his Strider was pretty good too. His Sentinel was really good. He had a lot of refi pressure, along with uh, Doom Rocks, from what I remember correctly. I think he was playing with Finesse a lot, so I think yeah. Finesse was giving him a lot of pointers at the That's time. That's awesome. You had to play with Finesse. Yeah. So then he just fizzled out. I remember these guys at one point, um, they just kind of disappeared from the face of the earth. No contact, nothing. We don't know what happened to them. I mean, just with like you know. Between me and them, you know, it just didn't work out. Like, we just didn't hang out anymore. But they just left the scene. Like, they just, wow. It just yeah. goes to show, man. I mean, there's a lot of players that we've lost over the years. Uh, we don't know what happened to them. We don't know what the what the deal is. It's just kind of like they just disappeared. disappeared. And personally, I don't know if I could ever do that. If I could just delete the Facebook group, delete um, well, you SRK see, or... You see me, I left the Facebook group, but... I feel like to me, like it wasn't bringing value to me anymore. It was because when I'm going on That's there, right. it's always the same shit. Oh yeah, this guy fucking sucks, or this bullshit, or let's troll this guy. And then, <laughs> like it wasn't bringing anything like value to me. Where I'm just, I feel like I'm wasting my time going there. Yeah. I'm just like looking at fart jokes. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, that, that is that, true. That's just to me, yeah. you know. And I just feel like no, I, f- I, f- I feel the same way. Yeah, if you're part of the Marvel Two group, there's a small portion that actually contributes uh, actual content to the community, whether it's. Um, combo videos technical match videos or something like that but if you're if you're part of the community a lot of it is just smack talk and roasting some of us like it some of us don't but the people that actually are trying to be serious about it and putting out good content like you know i applaud them because it's it's all hard work and it's all appreciated they might not see it now but definitely it is because they're actually you know taking this shit serious they're actually trying to put out quality content not just trying to troll you know absolutely yeah and that's where we're at as a community nowadays. Um, can we talk about your first experience at Evo? How did that go? Like actually competing? Yes. So the first Evo I actually competed was Evo West 2007 in San Diego. Okay. Can you tell, because we haven't talked about Evo West or Evo East or Evo World. Because these are all terms that kind of disappeared back in Evo okay, 2008, so, I believe. So, can you tell the listeners the history on that, on, on what it is and why it, and how it went away and all that? Okay, so from my recollection, so they had these qualifiers: East, West, North, South, and I believe the top two. Evo South, really? I think yeah. They, and Evo regions. North, wow. So for all the major games at the time, and I think um, the top two, I could be wrong, but they would get seated into the actual world tournament okay so it was a it was an advantage to go there but i only went because i'm like i don't know if i could actually go to evil world so i'd rather at least go to evil west and that was a pretty lit ass tournament dude because it was during um, comic-con oh yeah it was during. i don't Comic-Con. think you were there at the no time. i wasn't no because okay so the first day they had a team tournament the, the traditional i wish they still had this they don't do it anymore but it'd be team tournament three-man teams one life each until it gets to like winners finals or grand finals and it'd be like two sets or whatever. 
And I always liked that because it was exciting because it's one game and you get the fuck off. That's it. Wow. <laughs> and for that year, it was pretty hype because um, I think the grand finals. Oh, so this team, <laughs> the SoCal team, it was Dark Prince. My Chaos and Combo Fiend. Yeah. It was them versus the NorCal team. And I think NorCal team was Chunk, Neezy, and Krizzle. And NorCal team clutched it up, but yeah, that was a pretty intense fucking team tournament. I remember those times, like, those are always dope, dude. And I wish we had more of those team tournaments, but it's kind of a thing in the past, I think. It, it's unfortunate, man. A lot of people don't want to invest like that anymore. Um, I think that now... Well, going off of the past tournament results, I feel like it can be anybody's ball game. Now it's the results are a little bit more unpredictable. Where back then, a lot of people were reluctant to enter tournaments because they felt like we were they were just donating to either myself or Duck, and that's not the case now. <laughs> yeah. Now it's, it's it could be anybody's ball game as long as you're on you're you know what you're doing, you're practice, you're fresh, you you're ready to go. Anybody can beat anybody now. See, that mentality I never liked because back then, you know, when I was trying to get better, I mean, obviously I knew I'm not going to win the tournament, but it's like, how else are you going to experience, right? That's right. $5 to enter. So you're telling me you can't enter $5 to get XP? Yeah, I agree. Very true. So it's not like we're asking you, oh, it's a high roller, you want to throw in 50 or 100? Yeah. And I felt like this was the time to learn, right? When else are you going to get this experience? Yeah, all a matter of perspective. If you can't see it for yourself and you don't have somebody to kind of shift you that way, then you're kind of shit out of luck. Um, for those of us that were kind of moving up in the scene and we had people around us to kind of show us the way, you're fortunate. A lot of, a lot of people didn't have that. So yeah, I feel like it's still, it's still, uh, a possibility to get into the game and, and kind of learn. We're seeing a lot of new players. Dude, there are people that entered this tournament that I've never heard of. Uh, John Q, um, Jason Luna, uh, Swift Thief. Like who are these guys? I've never heard of them. <laughs> Marvtronic, like, uh, and these guys entered the tournament. They paid the fee, and you know what? At the end of the day, they got that experience, and that's you know that, that that's what matters. Yeah, without them, they wouldn't have fluffed up the bracket as nice as it was. You know, that's that's true too. Yeah, we could have had forty entrants instead of uh, the sixty, the sixty-six, or even thirty. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it shows that. Um, you know the content that's being put out there is actually reaching people and and we're getting we're getting some new blood to be honest with you and actually they want to enter you know they're like yeah okay, i'll pay the 20 to enter absolutely it's all for the experience yeah uh daryl going back to your so you went you entered evil west right um did you ever enter evil world yes so my first evil world was 20 2008 2008, okay. So that was the year that uh, Justin Wong beat Chungsta in the finals. Yes. Okay. Who did you play that tournament? I don't remember everybody, but I remember I took one game off Justin. <laughs> I did hear about that, okay? Now, so, correct me if I'm wrong, all right? Because I heard that you got that one win off him and then you popped off. I didn't pop off. No? No. Who said... Somebody said that you, that you got one win, and then you said, that's how you play MSP. Hell no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, knew that I knew this was Justin, so I'm like, damn, I got hella lucky. But I just remembered, um, so first game, he mirrored me, and then he was going to mirror me again. But before the match started, he restarted, and he picked Thrax. 
I was oh. like, smart motherfucker, dude. Look at that, man. Welcome to Marvel's Capcom 2 Fact Check. <laughs> I think he knew, oh, hell no. I'm probably going to get random out again, so he picked Anthrax and I lost. <laughs> that son of a gun. But no, I did not pop off on him. Wow. So who took you out? So you lost to Justin and winners. Who took you out in losers? Mega Man DS. Oh. You know, okay, so. My, deep, my deepest condolences. <laughs> I'm cool with him, but the thing was that I knew if I beat him, the winner of that played Rim Rattler. And then whoever won that got top eight. Oh, man. So I was pretty close because I remember this was probably going to be one of your questions. I'm not going to just cover it. Like your first big win. Yeah. So I remember I had to beat Neo. And Neo was on fire that year because I remember he was money matching people. In 2008? He was he was coming up. And then he I think he played. No Josh. way, dude. He played Josh for money. And I think he beat him. I think that was 2009. I mean, this was his rise. But people were like, yo, this is like I remember he was playing I forgot who he was playing but I think it was like Combo Fiend and Mike Ross that were mm -hmm. talking and then I think Combo or Mike was saying like yo this is the guy I was telling you about really I, didn't, I had no idea that he was he was uh... he was making noise dude wow in 2008 wow and I think if um, we're gonna have to fact check he, that with if Mike. he beat me he probably would have beat Danny Gotafe too interesting he was already picking Thrax yeah he was picking Thrax wow the first time that I heard about Neo was in I was at Regency. One of the Bakersfield guys had came down because I guess he was working in the area. He was a guy that went by the name uh, Exterminator. Oh yeah, yeah, Brandon, yeah. Yeah, so he came down and we ran some games at uh, Regency, and then afterwards he told me like, "Hey, uh, there's this guy up there, Abe. That he's he's like watching your videos. He's trying to do all your combos and all that. Like he's he's going to be a, a really good player." And I said, "Oh, I can't wait to meet him." <laughs> and uh well long story short we all know what happened um when did you feel like because all right so now so 2008 going going from from your your experience in bakersfield and your experience in pasadena your evil results at 2008 dude that's a big leap that's a big leap for somebody who's only had three four years of experience and you're you're this close to top eight i mean you got to feel really good about that yeah i felt like you know, I was very proud of myself. Like, wow, I actually did that that good. Yeah. Because most people, you know, you get, oh, two or you win one game maybe, right? Right. Okay. So, um, I mean, at the, at, you know, same time too, I didn't want to, like, boost myself either. Where you're like, like, bro, it's just one tournament, you know? Oh, dude, I would have been sky <laughs> skyrocket to the moon <laughs> off of the, off those results. Uh, what happened in 2009? Okay, so 2009... Man, that was a pretty shitty Evo I had. I remember they did a. Um, this is not the one with the PS3. No, this was no, this, was, this was Dreamcast. I remember I saw you at that Evo. I only went there for the weekend. Uh, I just happened to be there for the weekend, and I went. I went to spectate for a little bit, and then I took off. Because it was a it was a shitty Evo for me because I got sick there, and then. Oh, you did. I remember I saw you. I think it was you and Mike Chaos, maybe, or I forgot who it was. But I'm like, yo, what up, K? I'm like, it was so random because it was like way late in the tournament. I think, you, yeah, you're just there, kind of just chilling. Yeah. And. Man, I lost to DJ B13 and this guy named Joey H from from Texas. Joey H, huh? I remember that. I name. remember that tournament was super random. Chunk lost to uh, Blackheart King. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. They made they made a um. It was no pools. It was a big ass, big ass bracket. So I think Preppy he he just made the bracket. Like they got a big ass piece of paper. And they and just, they just it did it by hand. Wow. Dude, that tournament was pretty crazy. So I remember, I think Potter, 
Yeah, Potter lost the video. I think that was the. That's right. Yeah. Miss. Potter lost the video. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to play Yipes first game, but something happened, and then they're like, "All right, it's gonna be Tin versus Yipes." I'm like, "All right, cool. I got front seat." And Yipes lost first game, and I remember he he made it all the way to fucking top eight after that, though. But yeah, so Tin beat him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a huge upset that year. It was pretty bad, dude. The year of the upsets. Uh, I was re- that was the year that I was supposed to enter because I was making a lot of noise too, and I just couldn't couldn't uh, answer for whatever reason. Uh, but I just happened to make it to Vegas last minute. I went with a buddy of mine, and we stopped by the ballroom just to kind of check everything out, and then we just dipped. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah probably drank a six pack of four locos, and <laughs> <laughs> ended up at Tacos El Gordo or something like that. The tacos are still a dollar. Yeah, that's just like three fifty. Dude, it is. It went. It went up in price, man. It's still good. I'll pay that. Really? You would pay that? I don't give a bollocks. We make money. I don't give a bollocks. Um, dude, dude, it's like I feel Daryl like you were like you were there for everything. Like a lot of people think they think that I'm new school, but I'm not, right? Because I was there from back in the mid 2000s but like you've been there this whole time you just kind of been kind of like watching from afar kind of yeah. you know like not really where, where a lot of us like me and neo we were kind of clamoring for that spotlight you were always just kind of going with the flow you know what i mean so it's cool to see like what your perspective is on things from from the side i guess when we were up like trying to fucking pump our chest and shit like that like yeah you guys were trying to be the best and i just i felt like at that time i think yeah you guys were just like overshining everybody not in a bad way just saying you guys put in the work and it was just showing and it was so easy to hate you know oh this guy yeah he just plays all day or only if i you know did this blah blah like no dude, it's like dude, they put that. in the work and it is what it is dude it's always the people that put in the work and I mean, I'm not a fan of, you know, like running your mouth or whatever, but hey, sometimes like it's good to talk about your accomplishments, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you kind of have to put people in their place too, right? So I I get it. It's Marvel, you know? Yeah, Daryl's more soft-spoken, but I definitely would say like he's what I would call like a hidden beast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's just you wouldn't, very unassuming, you know, you wouldn't think. Yeah, And then as soon as the gameplay starts, it's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like this guy's actually really good. So... If you didn't know then, you know now. You know now. <laughs> no, no, I, I applaud you guys. Like, you guys had the balls and courage to, like, you know, say what you wanted and, you know, what you felt. Um, if you if you didn't like it, you know, play me. Yeah, if you don't like it, then do something about it. You guys' gameplay always do spoke about for it. it, you know, at the end of the day. And that's what it counted. That, that, was the name, that was what we were trying to do back then was just to ruffle some feathers and kind of make a name for ourselves. Because the rankings were already kind of etched in stone for people back then and people didn't want to see change they didn't want to see new names rise up even it goes like that in sports mma all that people are used to the people that reign supreme on top and they don't want to see a, a new face or get used get adjusted to a new person calling the shots i guess yeah so they were so against that um and that's what we struggled with me the changing of the guard changing of the guard yeah exactly um 2010 what happened 2010 did you enter evo did you run any sets i went to evo 2010 but just because it was kind of like it felt like you know marvel was like still like the festive thing to do like going to evo but it's on ps3 
And I was kind of turned off by that where I didn't have a good stick for it. You didn't? Well, you weren't playing on PSN at the time? Oh, you were still you were still on Xbox Live. No, I mean, I was still playing PSN, but I didn't really like the Moss, I mean, the, um, the TE stick. But I only used it at home because that's the only stick I had on PS3. Yeah. So I felt like going there, trying to compete on that, like, I felt like it was it was like a waste of like my like my money and my, my willpower, my, my energy. But then when I see everybody else enter, I'm like, fuck, I should have just entered anyway, you know? Because <laughs> people were still playing. Yeah. It was still a hype tournament. So you didn't enter? I Shit. just went as like a trip to Vegas, you know? Yeah. And I think that's when like the the downhill spiral of Marvel kind of started. And well, it was the last year. Um, it was on a different system. People didn't have the hardware for it. They didn't have the sticks. I mean, you had to use a basically Japanese style stick. Last year would be on the main stage. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you weren't like one of the guys that transitioned over to Street Fighter 4 or something like that and you were already using a TE or something like that, then you were kind of shit out of luck. Yeah, unless you knew how to solder and you, like, but at that time, everything was so new, right? Trying to make old sticks compatible. <laughs> right. Hey, dude, soldering? So, no, so nobody had a good, like, a moss stick on PS3 or whatever, right? Unless you knew what the fuck you were doing. Nope. And if you do, then you, you probably wouldn't tell anybody else. Right? No dice, yeah. bro. No, no dice at all. Yeah. So it was, it was tough times back then. Yeah. So here's where here's where things change, okay? Because 2010, Evo is no longer hosting Marvel's Capcom 2 in the main stage, right? 2011 comes around. What are you doing? Are you just playing online? Are you still doing local sessions? Where 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 where's your head at now as far as the game goes in 2011? I think during that time it was just more house sessions. I remember I was playing with Abs a lot. Yeah. So I think that's where like my like where I got very used to playing against Storm Scent or Scent Cap. So that solidified that part of my game. But there's, you know, there's still a lot lacking. But I feel like during that time, it was, we go to random AA sessions or if they have tournaments. And I, I mean, there wasn't really much, right? Cause yeah, 2011, we didn't really have much. Uh, just Evo, right? Yeah, I remember there was a year that was just like very... Like but low activity. Evo, Evo didn't even have a tournament. It was just uh, yeah. B- it was yeah. just BYOC. I remember yes. I saw you play Cable Guy that year. I stopped by yeah because I was there in Vegas and I'm like yeah Marvel's whatever. Marvel's done for yeah. We were already on on life support pretty much on by that year. I played Cable Guy and I was just happy to have my first experience with like an actual Evo competitor. Him Chunksta. Like that for me, I could have it could have ended right there, and I would have been like, I played against one of the best, I beat one of the best, whatever, I'm good to go. Um, and that's pretty much it. Nothing really happened. It was just casuals. Yeah. The game was pretty dead during that time. It was, it? yeah. Like SoCal was still popping, but just just the like Pac-Man and um, AA crew. Dude, and this is before Twitch. This is before uh, the whole capture card. You know, being able to capture card uh, HD quality content like. Your Xbox Live matches. Yeah, I mean, people were recording on their phone. Even, even cell phone quality wasn't that great. I mean, you would have to... You couldn't stream yet. There was yeah, no Facebook Live. There's no way. You would have to record and then upload. And as a content creator, I mean, it was a nightmare. Pretty much. Uh, 2012 comes around. Nothing happened from Marvel 2 that year either. I think 2012 was... Marvel's completely dead. I didn't even go to Evo that year. We talked about this on the last episode. Uh, I went to Evo 2012 on the the promise that, well, not a promise, but on the claim that Justin Wong was going to run a set with me. Right. 
So I went for just one night. This is a Saturday. I worked that that Saturday. Got off like at four. And you drove off. Drove straight to Vegas, Vegas dude. Yep. Nothing happened. Wong was out celebrating his his whatever place he he placed on a Marvel Three or whatever I it, was. it was. Marvel Three, yeah. And then I ended up playing Neo on that uh, laggy um, like Sony TV. I that Sony TV. Uh, like Sony LCD. Oh man, what a waste of a trip. But. Um, yeah, 2011 and 2012, those were the freaking dark ages. That shit was dead. Like, of arcades, Marvel 2. Arcades were closing left and right. Yeah. yeah. I think FFA closed at 2012? I believe so, yeah. 2012. Yeah, this is the this is the time where online gameplay was taking over everything. People didn't want to go to arcades anymore. Yeah, because I remember, like, whenever I go to FFA, like, before, I can go Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. It's cracking. It's cracking, yeah. But after, like, you go Saturday night and there's maybe one person playing the PC or oh, the it's terrible dude and terrible even Street Fighter 4 said and it's like I think it, the arcade scene was kind of just dying at that point can you imagine being being a business owner and having all these cabinets and all this uh, all the, you know your lease and and, yeah, and your your rent every month all this electricity running and you got nobody coming in I remember they're trying to do the console thing where you can rent like an hour to play or whatever. That's true. Yeah. That only does so much. Um, yeah. No, that just doesn't bring in enough revenue to keep the lights on, man. Yeah. People were saying, you know what? I'd rather just do this at home. Yeah. Why would I why come do I mean, here? Why do I even need to go out to rent? I can just yeah. sit around in my Fruit of the Looms. <laughs> it's different times. Oh, my fucking Capri Sun. So as a kid, I was excited. Like my brother's like, hey, you want to go to the arcade? I'm like, yeah, let's go, dude. Yeah, I love yeah. that shit, man. Yeah, that feeling Del Taco on the way home or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, Some it's just Del that Taco. For me, it was that feeling of just seeing new competition there or somebody like that you haven't played, and just being able to—it's—it's it's a whole different environment and vibe, man. When you when you're able to play somebody like just like that, it's like you know, at that time, like you had the competitors, then you had the casuals. Yeah, I think it just kind of made the atmosphere. But now, as people, are like, I don't even want to go. Like, I rather just download this app and let's play this shit on my phone <laughs> it's like it's not the same dude how do you, how do you feel about this okay because like i'm guilty of this there there are a lot of games that i i wish i had the time to play on steam right it's, an, it's another video video game platform or ps4 or whatever but i'd rather just watch somebody play them instead i actually do that do you know what i'm saying yeah, I, I feel that. Because like, there's a couple of guys that. that I follow on YouTube, and they play these horror games, and I know because that's what you're into. I remember like this one time you were telling me like Evil Within was on sale or something. It's like watching a movie in a sense, right? And it's just, it's dude, different. it's a little different with that. Like, I get what you're saying with that. Cause you know what I mean? I like playing like playthroughs. Yeah, and and online. we have like for Marvel too. We do have a lot of casual fans that just like to just be in the chat. I mean, we talked about this. They like to just be in the chat. They don't even play the game. They just like watch. And they pass judgment all day long. You know what I mean? And for a lot of people, it's just easier to do that than to practice, travel, train, compete. It, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but that's just the dynamic that we're, we're dealing with nowadays. I guess that's just how culture is, right? I mean, for me personally, if it's something I feel like it looks fun to do, I'd rather do it myself, you know? Okay. Or learn how to at least get, you know, like, respectable doing that that craft but like if you don't know if you know how to do it you know this is reality you don't know yeah. how to do it so it's going to take time to get good i think yeah. it's a different mindset though especially like if you know in the 
years that we grew up with Marvel, like it, it, it shapes you differently. Um, and the, the amount of time investment that you need for the game, I mean, most people, let's just be honest here, they, they fall off long before they reach anywhere near like, you know, that's some like the top players, you know? Oh, for sure. Especially in the age of instant gratification. Absolutely. So you want you want everything like this. Yeah. You want your Amazon delivery ordered the uh, delivered the same day. Same day delivery. You want your DoorDash delivered within thirty minutes. I mean, if you're yeah. pro- playing the game and you don't you you don't start winning right away, you're like, well, f- well that's another thing to to touch up on the like you say instant gratification. Yeah, speak on that, <laughs> dude. Everybody wants instant gratification nowadays. No, like that, that was going to be one of the um, topics covered when um you're going to ask your community questions like the, yeah the final question okay like, so i don't want to go into it too okay much, okay we'll touch on that later yeah. okay so now that we're past the dark ages okay 2013 comes around evo we all know what happened that evo okay i ended up meeting pasadena in uh was it winners finals it was winners not winners finals but somewhere in the winners bracket somewhere in the winter in the winners bracket and you and I played, and the score was, I think you 3-0'd me. In winners, yeah. In winners, right? 3-0'd. And this is before I even tried to touch Santhrax or or Matrix or even anything Matrix. like that. Yeah. yeah, so it was just uh, a yeah, full-on yeah. MSS. It was strictly MSS. So Pasadena beats me 3-0. Dude, I was fucking pissed. <laughs> I was... Bro, you know, how, you know how I know, like, the atmosphere changed? World was like... You want to bet on the run back? Whatever you wanted. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> dude. I, I remember World was fucking pissed. I, I was pissed, man. I was on a roll all the way up until I ran into Pasadena. And I lost. And I just, I was like, dude, I got I to gotta get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to do I'm like, Daryl, let's, let's, let's bounce. And we were going to leave. And then we got word, hey, Sanford wants to play. Oh, okay, cool. So we, so I ran the set with Sanford, and that kind of made up for it, a legendary right? set. You know, I, I bopped them ten four, and and that kind of uh, or ten five or whatever the score was. But then we stayed out, and then we we partied. So we didn't call it a night until like three in the morning, four in the morning, whatever the case was. Dude, the next day I was like, I was dead, and and we didn't even finish grand finals until the next morning, right? But we played the same night. I remember. Oh, was it the same night? Really. Like, they had to close the ballroom and then go for broke said, let's play in our suite after. Yeah. So they gave us, like, an hour to prep. Because I remember you played VDO, you fucked him up. In the yeah, I did. After. Charlie Goblin, dude, <laughs> sure. I perfected him with uh, Matrix, I think. And then we played, and then you got me again. I think it was, like, 5-3 or 5. I don't remember. Was it what we were doing first of fives? It was, they made that first of five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I was tired as fuck, man. But you still got you still got me that year, and everybody was loving it. They were fucking loving it. Yeah, I remember, dude, man. I remember, like, prepping for that. I was, I was so fucking nervous, dude. I was like, dude, Ken's, like, teabagging everybody right now. Losers. Was like, I? <laughs> no way. I was teabagging people? You, I remember when you played abs, you left them with just commando, and you were just body humping. No way, <laughs> And he was, like, he was like, all right, I, I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Poor abs, dude. I gave it to that guy so bad. Oh, <laughs> you guys had God. a good showdown at 2016 yeah, 2016 no. he yeah, should he oh man that was his evil but you that won. was his year yeah that was his year he took you out in, in, in winners in winners in yep. winners yeah and then yeah, he was playing very good absolutely yeah, yeah. so but well, after 2013 though okay i knew that even though i had reached a different level that you were always somebody to look out for i feel like that like you and i have always kind of like whenever we run into each other in the bracket it's always 
somebody's going to be on it more than the other person. It's, it just depends on who's better that day, I think. Uh, 2014, we ran into each other again uh, at Evo, right? At Evo, when I did MSP Mirrors. Did we play? I remember we played in team tournament. Was it team tournament? We, I, it wasn't our, in singles? Our team lost both. It always came down to me. Okay, so in the winners, I think winner's side, it was... Um, Who was we, it? We went last. It was you, Roundhouse, and Rave. That's first, right, team first, first place. Me, Abs, and Lockdown. Okay. So the first time we met, it came down to me and you at the end. Yeah. But then in the grand finals, I remember you went first, and then our team was kind of like, oh, shit, who should we start? And then I think abs was gonna start or lockdown and then dark prince unplugged the control he's like no 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 he's starting because he knew i was the best bet to start first because if not <laughs> dark prince he, unplugged it he made the right call though because it because every time we played it came down to two three like it was always one game fun fact guys dark prince was banned from all uh evo events uh, during the, the mr wizard days so in evo 2014 he found a way to sneak in somehow and Somebody said something to Wizard, to Wizard, and they sent security to promptly uh, remove him from the the Dude, premises. I remember they said if he doesn't leave, then they'll shut down our station. And he's like, "All right, fuck, that. I'll leave then. I don't give a fuck." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right, well, you know, thank you for <laughs> thanks for taking one for, for the taking team. one for yeah. yeah." But he was like, "I don't give a shit. I'll fucking leave," you know, because he he was done with you at that point. Yeah, I'm surprised he stayed there that long. Like, oh my god, so. Before he got the boot, like, dude, he was playing Peru Champ for money. Dude, this shit was pretty godlike. So, during the middle of the money match, I remember he made a comeback with Commando. Really? On uh, Peru Champ? And then he was just chanting, USA, USA. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. And then the, shortly after, a wizard came and said, yeah, if you don't leave. You, you know. gotta go. Damn. That shit was hype, though, dude. That's yeah. sick, man. Pure comedy, bro. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's where it came down to where I was So, like, it wasn't singles, and it was a team tournament. I think oh, winners. I know Ray knocked me out tournament, but I don't think I don't think I ran into. We didn't yet. play then. Just the, during you're, the team tournament. You're too busy fucking everybody else. Fuck. <laughs> that was like yeah, your first win. I remember like you really submitting because you beat Sanford two sets in grand finals. I did, yeah. Where you're like, no, no, this wasn't luck. Like I fucked this dude up. I won. Yeah. Like you're not taking this shit away from me. I feel like that year though. I just I my style was the and the antithesis to to Sanford. Like my style complemented it perfectly, like to to eliminate him. Um, he had never really played against MSS drones aside from Bill Wellman, and I think it was just too unorthodox for him to deal with. And that's just how it goes sometimes. Like certain matchups are better than others, right? And it was just my year to just take him out. Uh, Twenty fourteen Evo Reloaded, when I lost to Sanford. Did we talk about this in the last episode? The rocket punch heard around the world? Yeah, we, we did, did right? Yeah. So Sanford takes me out. He sends me to losers, and then I have to face you in losers. You're talking about 37 reloaded, right? 37 reloaded, yeah. yeah. And uh, who was it? Blue Jay told me to pick Thrax, and I didn't listen to him. I said, when it comes to Daryl, I feel like I'm better off just rolling the dice with MSP because either he's going to get me or I'm going to get him, and the match is going to be over like that. <laughs> which because, is usually how it goes. Yeah. Which is usually how it goes. And with MSS, it's always tricky because it's a lot harder for me to find the hit than it is for him to, him to find a hit with uh, with MSP. So I picked MSP, and I think the the first match went went good, right? 
and then the score ended up just being like 3-1 or something like that and I was done and I felt like all of my momentum had just came to a screeching halt because of that set I do wish that you had beaten Sanford though oh yeah See, I think at that point, because after me, so so you took me out. I was like tied for fifth, and then Jaytron got fourth, I think, right? Jaytron was playing really. Jaytron got fourth, was dude. Playing really well. Then. And then because you took him out, right? You took out Jaytron, yeah. and then you went up to beat uh, to face Sanford in in losers finals. Yeah. And then Sanford beat you, right? I mean, tell us about that match. I don't remember it. So, leading up to that, so that tournament, I remember, dude. I lost to Servbot first game. Oh, God. So I had to play. Oh, man. I don't remember how many matches I had to win. Yes. I lost first game. So there's a shitload of matches I had to play. So I remember I was feeling very grateful. I, I At least I'm here at top eight now. And I'm like, all right, now I got to play all these dudes. So I remember I played Roundhouse first. Then I played. I don't know if it was JHL. I played you after, I think. Then I played Sanford. You know, I was feeling pretty comfortable at the time. But I was using my stick. But re- regardless of that, I was just like, all right. So let's, let's see what's this dude's all about because I lost to him you know at Super Arcade the um, pre-reloaded but he was using Rotron and Reverse Row? Yeah he was using Reverse Reverse Row and then if I'm not mistaken you guys ran a first seven. Oh no we did a MSP Mirror that day. MSP Mirror right? I won that one I think yeah like by one game or two okay so but we're playing like his real team versus mine I still felt like at that point, yeah, there's still a skill gap. And I felt like you already covered it. Maybe just I get the better of you at times. But I felt like if you played Sanford, yeah, you probably would have fucked with that one. Or at least it would have very, you know, much closer. But I think at that point, I still saw like, okay, there's still that skill gap where mm-hmm. he's he beat me 3-0, you know. It's not like he ran me out. So it was kind of like a hard pill to swallow where you just... I mean, the faster you accept it, then, you know, faster you learn how to, you know, get around it. That's so true. Man. Yeah. Because I was like, dude, he just fucked me up. Like, I felt like um, when I played Justin at West Coast Warzone at, I think it was like 2011. So, throughout the bracket, I was doing okay. But when I played him, like, he just destroyed me, you know? And it's kind of, I just knew, like, he's just two steps ahead. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to do about it, you know? In my case, when I played Sanford, he had just hopped off playing Ray first ten, So, he already had the MSS Thrones warm-up. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I think that kind of went in his favor. But, you know, it is what it is, whatever. Did you take anything away from your set with Sanford? Yeah, I felt I wasn't at that, like, that contender level yet. Where I, I think you were, bro. To be honest, I, I think you were. So I don't know if I just had, like, you know, like a bad match man, against him. but man, My man's super humble, man. <laughs> yeah, super humble. But I, I felt like, no, like, I still felt there was a... Visual skill gap. Yeah, like maybe other people don't see it, but I saw it. That's fine. Where it should have been closer. It shouldn't have gone out like that, right? See, that's the mentality that people need to have: is that the work yeah. never stops, the training never stops. So there's, you can always aspire to do better in this game. You don't always just feel satisfied for where, where you are. Yeah, absolutely. It's always more to learn. What happened the rest of that year? Nothing happened, right? As far as that year, yeah, 2014, nothing, and I think. You know, SoCal was still popping because UGC was pretty big around that time. And That's right. You were winning like the majority of those tournaments, so I think yeah, th- during that time that was like your your time. You're you're winning most of the tournaments. Duck was just starting to come back, but you were still fucking him up. Yeah, so you were like the guy to beat, and nobody wanted to play you at that time. Yeah, well, as far as money matches go, nobody really wanted to play. Uh, 2015 comes around, 
uh, that year I remember beating Duck in finals, and then I beat you in losers. Um, who did you lose to that tournament besides besides me? 2015. Anything memorable? I don't remember who I lost to 2015. Dude, that's kind of it's like all a blur. blur. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember like after 2013, like my Evo placements. Yeah, they weren't they weren't the greatest. Didn't Servo get Servo get like third? Servo did pretty good one of those years. I think I got top eight that year or 16, but. It was that one year, remember, you guys had to play. It was two out of three, and he beat you. I think that was the one. Surabot, yeah, Surabot got me the first round. But you still won that tournament. I still won the tournament. Yeah, I beat Duck in the grand finals. When those two guys did commentary that everybody yeah, hated. Yeah, man. <laughs> Chaos is going ham skis. Ham skis. <laughs> yeah, like, I think 2014, I was one match away from top eight. Raid knocked me out. Um, fuck, I don't remember. Like, I wish we had those brackets, but I don't know. Who has those? But yeah, this is from what I remember. Well, remember, 2015 was interesting because it was the th- the the first tournament where we had, um, I guess, a revitalized versions of uh, the East Coast players like uh, Jason, uh, Desmond. They came out. Remember, we did the the East Coast. Did you ever get to play any of those guys? I think I played like in the hotel room after, but everyone's kind of like you know incoherent at that time so i don't really count those but no i haven't really actually had a sit down with them because it's always like when we meet you know everyone's partying we just play when it counts and then after i was just hoping everybody's still in um marvel See, shit to okay play. That, that's the thing when does it count do you think do you count a first to ten as much as you do uh two out of three or three out of five in tournament because it's tournament tournament standard yes it does count because it's just well, yeah, it's well, a piece of its own you know no, what i'm asking is do you do you weigh one more than the other yeah correct to be, to be fair yeah i think the longer set that's going to show the who's better like, that's that's my take on it as well but you know because somebody somebody uh someone said made a comment about um the validity of longer sets versus a shorter set like a like a tournament, like a three out of five or a four best of seven. Um, if you play somebody in a first of fifteen, it doesn't necessarily and, and you win. It could be that you're not the better player, but that you have more stamina. And that's a different and that's a different uh what would I say? Um a different attribute to consider. So you could be a godlike player, but after that. ten games, you're like, "All right, dude, fuck this. I don't, I don't really care anymore." Well, yeah, some people, so you like start... some people mentally just drain out, right? right? So do you factor that into this, or is it just, or are we just talking out of our ass? And it's just, you know what? It's a long set. If you can't handle it, whatever. There, there's a different pressure involved, I think, when you run a long set because you, you know, you have to put away the other player for a certain, a minimum certain amount of games. So it's 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 not like a sprint in the sense where like if it's two out of three or a three out of five. Okay. You have it in in mentally in your mind. You're like, I only need this many games left, and I can close it out. Yeah. So it's not as mentally draining on you. And then coupled with the fact that like in each of the like longer sets, you give your opponents and vice versa the opportunity for them to adjust on the like per match. That's true. And there's constant micro adjustments being made throughout the set. So, I mean, I think, you know, firstly, if you add my vote, I mean, 
I think the longer set does solidify it, but I can see it going. Well, going back to Daryl's set on, um, because the topic that we're going to hit is you versus a certain East Coast Titan, right? So if we were to say, you know, considering all external factors, if we were to say a first to 10, would it have more meaning if it was a first to 10 straight up? Or if it was a first to 10 with you putting up $200? I mean, I wouldn't mind putting up some money. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I'm going to throw down like 10K, like what happened at Evo. But. Okay. So he, here's, okay. So let me add to that. So let's say that this first to 10 happens, nothing on the line. This person comes back and says, hey, we're going to run it back. We're going to run it back at fucking Frosty Fostings. 2022 but this time it's for $500 and this person beats you does that eliminate the prior set because it there was no money on the line if the if both players took it seriously when they're playing yeah. I don't think so then it doesn't matter I agree okay with that. I, I, I can I can co-sign I, that I think yeah. you're just going for plan C at that point oh well it wasn't for money so it didn't count. right so so why is it that you like just because a certain player isn't motivated, that's that's on them. That's on the player. I co-sign that, yeah. Right? To be motivated to to play the set. You're there to win, are you not? Yep. But, but I think if you know, like, okay, like we're at Evo. It's 4 a.m. You know the other dude's been partying, <laughs> drinking. Right. Let's play. And then <laughs> the sober guy wins. Like, what did come, you expect, obviously, though? you know. That yeah. is something. That is something to take into consideration then. Yeah. Like, I want to beat you at your best. Right, you know. So then, you know, like me, no handicap. I like I'm not gonna be like, no, I won't play you because like I, I don't get to play this guy often. But then at the same time, it's gonna look bad if I lose. Like, oh well, you lost, and then well, you shouldn't have accepted if you're playing under those conditions. That's right. Like, yeah, that's right. So it's like what? So it's just not play unless like, because I feel like, okay, this is another stigma in this game I hate. Whenever someone sees you play, they're gonna assume this was like Evo Grand Finals every game. Where like, bro, I just jumped on. I just wanted to play a quick game. Like, oh yeah, so he lost to this, and I feel like his weakness is here. And they're playing yes, like, like being like fucking John Madden about all this thing. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I'm just fucking playing loose right now, you know? Yeah. And then you're coming to all these conclusions, like critiquing my game, and dude, oh, that happens God. all the so, time. So you know, I learned that's that's just what it is, and it's just like if, if it, you feel like that's how you feel about my game, like cool, you know. But that's, hey, here's my thing, if if we play, okay, and I know you're tired, I have no problem with you saying, hey, man, I'm sorry I couldn't play better. I'm, I've been partying, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. I would have no problem with you saying that if I wasn't the one that went out and told everybody, hey, I got a set on this guy. I beat this guy. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I beat him. <laughs> Not mentioning the fact that he, dude, he was... You know, I could tell he was kind of tired or whatever. He was inebriated. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise you're pushing this narrative that, hey, I I got a legit set off of this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me, the person losing, I would have a problem with that. And, I mean, that happened to me at Evo, right? No no names mentioned, but, um, I mean, I know I know what the truth is. I know what my truth is, so that's that's all that matters. Whatever. But I'm glad that, that we can agree that um, if a set happens... I mean, both of you are in there knowing what you're getting yourselves into. It's a set. It's not like you're going in there, oh, let's just run some casuals. It's, hey, let's do a quick first of 10. 
Let's do a first of 15. We're setting the goalpost somewhere. It's kind of a given, like, hey, we're playing this for real right now. Yeah. Not like, oh, let's play first to 10 for fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's something, it's kind of like an unspoken rule that there's something, there's a matter of pride on the line, I guess, with with, uh, with these games. And I'm, I'm glad that we agree on that. Uh, so 2015, you don't you don't really care about it too much, right? Yeah, during those times, I think it's kind of coasting, you know, UGC, go to Evo, yeah, go to the SoCal sessions, and you're kind of doing your thing. Once again, guys, UGC was uh, Ultimate Gaming Center in uh, Panorama City. Uh, it was a it was a new spot for us to attend to. Uh, they had a lot of great. Um, did they have? It wasn't. Really, they didn't have. They didn't have cabinets, did they? They had a couple. Couple cabinets. Uh, I know most of it was just a console setup. They had a lot of TVs for us to use. You could just take your own console and kind of rent rent the time. Yeah, so it was, it was a cool little spot. Yeah, it was a great spot. Uh, and then they got hit with that uh, copyright claim by um, UFC. So they had, a, they, they had to scrub everything clean. That's so unfortunate. Yeah, we lost a lot of good footage, a lot of uh, that mural that was on the wall that they painted in my honor. Sick. What a waste. <laughs> so 2016, really. Refresh my memory because I don't remember seeing you there. Oh, I wasn't. Okay, so I remember 2016. I got, I just got a new job, and there's no way I can get PTO to go to Evo at that time. Wow. Oh. I remember because um. You gotta build. When, you gotta build the PTO, obviously. That's yeah. when. Well, I don't want to ask. Like, I just got hired. Like, no, of two course. Months. Like, hey, so can, can I, I go on like this? <laughs> yeah, no. I know what you mean. That's when um Abs was on his shit. Abs was on a fucking tear that year. I remember he, dude, he had like my picture up on his wall. Like every day he would just train and just look at that picture. <laughs> just like, I'm going to get this guy one day. <laughs> like Rocky, you know, Rocky takes the picture off the glass. <laughs> baby, baby, we can share this skin. Oh my goodness. And dude, he beat me winners in the winner's bracket that year. Yeah, he did. And then I had to, I had to bounce back and uh, I beat Sir Bot and I don't know who else made it back to grand finals and I beat him two sets. And I told him straight up, I'm like, dude, this is the, you pushed me to play a game that I've never, like, I, I, I haven't had to play this good in a long, long time. And after that, he didn't really, he didn't really do much, right? He kind of just. No, I think he was just focusing on life after. Yeah. Not so much more. I mean, we'd play here and there, but I mean, he'd just come over when I hit him up and, you know, that'd, that'd be it. No, I see. I think like that. I think like for that tournament he was really like trying to grind, you know. Yeah, and it showed. I mean, with his tournament results, you could you could see like his improvement that he had made. Yeah. During this time though, you had already made this because I remember you playing on Xbox Live, right? And then you made the transition over to PSN. Okay. What, what what made you what made you change uh, consoles? Okay, so I had both at the time. So I got Xbox first because it came out first. And that was the first console I actually got from Circuit City, you know, when they, oh my God, when they went out of City. sale. I wanted a PS3, but they sold out. They only had the Xboxes. So I got that. And then PS3 came out, and they just got the Slim at that point. And then my homie was like, you just get it. It's like only 300 I'm like, all right, fuck it. Only 300 Damn. I mean, for a new console, it's kind of cheap. Yeah, know? yeah. It wasn't too bad, yeah. And, you know, I was saving up at the time. I'm like, all right, I'll just get it, dude. And then it was just easier playing, like, I hated switching the consoles over, and at the time, I was just more on PSN, and I'm like, I just want to switch over, even though I paid for Xbox Live, and then that's just kind of what happened, and then once my Xbox Live expired, I'm like, I, I kind of jumped back on after, I'm like, it's, I feel like I wasn't missing too much. Right, right. 
So I just stayed on PSN. I mean, subtle differences, right? That you can see between the... I mean, yeah, I know the differences, but I felt like me, I don't complain as much and I can adapt to it where some people, they make the biggest deal out of the littlest things, right? Yeah. So, Dude, um, that, that, well, we'd be here all day, man, if we, talk, if we talked about that. So, Jesus Christ. So I know <laughs> what's good and what sucks on both parts, and you just yeah. deal with it, right? Instead of, oh, this is fucking bullshit. Just, yeah. And then don't play it. On. <laughs> right. And then at that point, too, you know, I was kind of, like, indifferent of playing online where I'm like, I know this isn't, like, DC. And I know the DC game counted more. Mm-hmm. But it was just so freaking convenient playing online. Yeah, but we talked know? about this, right? We talked about how great um, online is in the sense where you just have matchup experience. Yeah, yeah, that that's, helps. That's, that's it. Just the matchup experience. That's just, it. That's a great way to build it up. Just the knowledge alone. Yeah, and the sure fact you can just wake up, power on your PS3, and that's it. Oh God, you yeah. don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, with your bowl of Fruit Loops and your <laughs> Nest Quick, just sit down and just turn it on and play Eric Summers for an hour. It's, it's just, it was just the convenience. It was so. It was crazy. I never thought you would see Marvel 2 online. Yeah. Dude, here's here's my question. I feel like when I play you online, you don't drop a damn thing. No inputs, no combos, nothing. For the people that are listening, what is your setup that you have? My main setup at home? Your main setup for online. For PS3, I use uh, the OG Street Fighter 4, the round one TE stick. No way. Wow, the you know the white one and then had the red the red SE one. whatever it's it's a small tiny one no 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 the big no, no no the the OG oh. Oh, first okay. T stick oh okay so I use that and I play on a 50 inch plasma Panasonic <laughs> what I have the same setup should <laughs> <laughs> right? we not. just become best friends I tried play on an LCD it was the same shit so I'm like I'd rather just play on this because it's my living room TV and it's fucking huge. So no, the sitting, plasma has better response time than the I LCD, think, though. I think the response time is very low. So yeah, so that's why it was that's good. why it's a lot better in the plasma. So yeah. what's in your stick though? Is it a stock? It's a stock PS3. Yeah. Stock PS3 PC matcats. I'm using a freaking PS360 Plus, and I feel like I drop inputs like crazy. Maybe, because um, well, for my MOS stick, that's the one I use now primarily on even online. It's a Xbox 360 board. The WWE Brawl yeah. board, and I use a, a a Brooks converter. Brooks converter for it. But I feel there's no lack because I can do everything wow. with Magneto. So when I tell people come over, like, all right, hit, hit your reflies, and they're doing, it, I'm like, okay, so it's not bad then, right? Yeah. <laughs> that just throws that whole thing out the window. So I don't know. Like I was. Yeah, but still. <laughs> I was a skeptic at first when Aspen was telling me he's like, bro, like Duck and West switched. After I'm like, all right, just do it. I was like, just do it. If Duck said he's on board, I'm like, do it. Dude, if Duck switched, wow, that says a lot. That's a little, says a lot about what it is. And I remember Roundhouse was trying to give um, Aspo shit about it because um, Ivan was trying to use this stick when he played a mirror, right? And he was like, yeah, this fool's using like a converter for a converter for a converter. And then Aspo was like, well, bro, like Daryl used this same setup and he won Evo, so Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can we fast forward? Let's fast forward to, um, did you want to cover EVO 2017 at all? 2018, I know you weren't there. I was there. Well, 2018, that was a team tournament that never finished. Did anything notable notable happen? For me, no. No? 2017, did you play anybody? 2017. That was another one of those whatever throwaway tournaments. I lost to Black One, I think that one, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I, it was some bullshit. Like he hit me with a knockdown on the wake up. He did 
the crouching laser rocket punch and it was unblockable and people were like what the fuck and i'm like and i was like what the fuck i was looking at my stick that son of a gun it was weird yeah, moving yeah. on it's up just one of those weird tournaments though but that's the one i think sanford won right yeah. yeah he did dude he he loves to brag about that tournament man because <laughs> he was complaining so much about magneto that I, when we ran into each other in the winner's bracket, I picked, it was two out of three, and I picked Santhrax, and he beat me twice. I picked Santhrax both games. I said, oh, okay, whatever. I'll go to loser's bracket. I'll, I'll work my way up. And then I picked MSS, and I beat him the first set, and then I lost the second set, like on some bullshit. And, dude, he was telling people, like, yeah, see? See, he's not that good kind of deal. And I had to check him real quickly. Hey, man. I could have picked MSS from the get-go, and we we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Oh, yeah, I know. I know that. I know. I'm just saying. And <laughs> that just kind of grinds my gears, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just uh, the... It's not, I don't think it's the Magneto hate. It's the one-touch hate now. But not, not everybody has that one-touch capability, though. You, you have... You can't... You have to respect it. If somebody... Put in the time. Put in the time and work on their execution to carry you, you know, to carry that match from beginning to end. And, and yes, it is a one touch kill. You can't hit knock on a person for being able to do that. Iron Man. Hey, I don't want to hear but it. I think it's the same thing. People are okay. discrediting it. There's, I think they're saying like this, <laughs> this principle of this game now, since it's so much more common, it's taking away from the game where it came. It, it was like a chess game where, now it comes to a headshot, you're done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't have a you don't have like a fighting chance anymore. It's just like no, no, that because you, you expose yourself once and that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're it's a little changing of the guard now. Well, when it comes to the meta, 2019, did anything happen that year? That was the final uh, Evo tournament before the uh, pandemic. Yeah, so that was the high roller tournament. Yes, I was kind of reluctant. Ooh. To enter. I want to I want to hear about your match against Krizzle. <laughs> oh man, so speak up, my man. <laughs> that was a weird tournament, dude. I don't want to go too into detail of the the outlining factors, but you know, I was a little mind stumped because of certain activities or events that happened outside. Roger that. And, and you know, I was trying to register everything, and then Fuji was like, "All right, you play Krizzle next," and I'm just like, "Oh shit!" So I'm trying to like block out the personal stuff and then trying to focus but no that crystal fucked me up that yeah. first set so i'm like great i lost my first game basically <laughs> and then somehow i made it back to like top eight and i think the winner of me versus him got top eight and yeah i think i barely beat crystal but there are people that are side betting on me and they're talking some they're shit. talking some smack i remember that was, that's another external factor man if you're playing a setting you got people you know, yelling behind you and all that—that that can make a difference. Yeah. Well, which brings me back to Amir, and one of Amir's stipulations was that, was that they they didn't want anybody there at the venue who wasn't uh, one of the participants. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, right? You were there. You were there. Well, because you were you were crashing. Really? There, that was obviously. a stipulation. Yeah. So so for the money match, it was just uh, you're kidding. Andy Doom Roundhouse. And who else? Like in solitary confinement or what? It was, I think, like the, the person playing and like one other person. But I mean, it got a little bigger than it should have. But, but okay, the main thing was I think they couldn't really do an escrow thing because he's from overseas, Amir. 
So it's not easily, oh, I'll just, you know, escrow you 10 Gs. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, you know, regulations and stuff. So. Yeah. So I think at the end, it was just easier for them to bring cash. And then they didn't want to just have a bunch of randoms over knowing, oh, we got 20 Gs just sitting here, you yeah. know? So it was a safety thing, too. That was the thing. So it was, it was kind of weird, I know, but at the end of the day, if you didn't feel comfortable playing it, then you should have accepted it, yeah. right? What about Bots 3? What happened with that, and why why weren't you a part of that? I think I did initially get an offer for it, but informally. But I think like just like my relationship with East Coast at the time, it was a little rocky. Cause really? There were some things that you know they're trying to make happen, and I wasn't being compliant to it just just because of my own assumptions. And yeah, yeah. So part of it was a lot of it was me, but okay, just learning experience. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that if you're not comfortable with certain conditions or stipulations, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. And just I just wasn't sure because it was all new, you know. And yeah. I, this was when you know they're asking you to play too, and I really didn't know where to go for you know like asking for advice or I kind of didn't want to. I was for sure. being stubborn about it, so. So I think it just didn't, you know, it didn't sound right to me, but I should have probably asked more questions and just kind of how it was. And then, you know, they, they got the other people. Yeah. There. Well, looking ahead, uh, I'm sure that more opportunities will pop up. You know, we're a little bit more educated on that now. Yeah. So hopefully something can happen and, and you can showcase uh, your skills somewhere outside of California and Vegas, obviously. Uh, so I hope that you get to travel, man. I hope that you get to travel and, and kind of uh, uh, get your name out there a little bit more. Um, the pandemic happened. We all, we already know what happened with that. We were kind of, uh, sheltered and, and subjected to just online tournaments, right? So a lot of stuff happened there. Uh, I feel like a lot of players hit, uh, hit their ceilings and some, some people were able to break through that and kind of level up like roundhouse was a perfect example of that. He was able to level up, which is, which is really good. Um, how do you feel about the level of competition now do you feel like now you're at the the top of the mountain do you feel like there's something else to conquer what what are the plans for you now yeah i think at this point it's it's being more consistent if there are more events mm -hmm. and yeah there are still like to me like there's other beasts to conquer and it's, it's gonna awesome. take time you know just when the time's right there's no, you know, no need to force it. Like it'll happen organically. Can we welcome get any to names? welcome to my world, bro? Because now you got the <laughs> pressure on. Now the next tournament for me, it's like a weight lifted off now because every tournament, right? And I've told people this is that every tournament, it's like I'm fucked either way because I'm expected to win, so that when I lose, I get hit that much, right? That much harder. So now losing turn two tournaments in a row, it's like ah. Uh, now I can kind of breathe a little bit, right. and, and now the pressure will the, be the a little targets bit. On yeah, the targets now. on Pasadena now, yeah. which is good. We do what we do want to, which is good for me. <laughs> it's good for me, let me tell you. <laughs> so we kind of covered what's next. Um, you don't have to name drop like on who you want to take on. I know that the best thing that you can do now, in my opinion, is to just get more names on your list. Just do a first to ten, first to first ten, first to fifteen. And in this day and age, you don't even have to put up money yourself. People get just side bet or whatever. I mean, you, you already know how it works. Um, do you have any advice for uh, the newcomers, people that are trying to pick up the game, people that have never played Marvel's Capcom 2 before that want to kind of get into it? What do you recommend for these guys? All right. So 
for the new guys just in general patience that's the key time especially if you've never played and you're coming in and you're expecting to get good like you know overnight instant like gotta realize like guys like me ken ivan we've been playing this game like at least 10 years longer so think you can just come in and play for a year or two. I've seen guys like that play. Oh, I played X amount of hours, and then people are doing the math, and it's like, well, you've only been playing for two months. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that shit don't add up for for this kind of thing. Like, dude, you get what you put into it, and this is not an easy game. It's not an easy hobby. It's a long road ahead. So if you really like it, then you know you will put your time into it, and you will you know you will reap the rewards. Yeah. Once you know you get there, but it takes time. Okay. Are we ever going to see a showdown between you and uh, Regency Ivan? Probably not. I, we played last time. Um, dude, it's, yeah, I, I know how Ivan rolls now. I mean, he, he's cool. You know, I'm cool with him, but yeah, I, I don't know. You've, you've already been there with him when Let's Play, and then... Nothing happens. Or, oh, I'm short this much, or hold on one second. I'll be right with you. Wait. <laughs> I'll give it to him, you know, he, he's a good competitor and, you know, he will play for the money. Like, you know, when he played Amir, he, you know, God forgive what happened in the beginning, but he got the money back and, you know, they played. Um, it is what it is, dude. But I think for like, as that with me and him, like the money thing, yeah, I kind of see where it's going and it's, it's never concrete. So we'll just leave it as that. For sure. The talk of the town right now between West Coast and East Coast, um, I don't know about all regions, but what we've been talking about is the potential showdown between you and Sanford Kelly. And that's a long set that we want to see with a lot of side bets. How do you feel about a long set with Sanford at the level that you are now? Because he had a lot to say, and he's going to try to backtrack and say that he didn't say all this and all that. And he put $1,000 on himself over you. And he backtracked and he said, well, if I practice, whatever. If he practices, how do you feel about a set against a practiced Sanford Kelly? I feel confident. Like I feel like you know I'm at like the best in my game right now. So. Oh, dude, that's what we so, feel, that's what we fucking like to hear. Okay, hype, man. I mean, Let's there's go. no other time to do it than now, right? Like, yeah, man. They're saying that Pasadena versus Sanford is the new chaos versus Yipes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if he wants to play, that's cool, you know. We'll make it happen. So awesome. No rush, but as far as how things going right now, like the whole traveling, a lot of people getting sick. I'm not trying to rush. You know when it happens. Well, happens. yeah, yeah. No, all all safety precautions. You know, right. we'll, we'll take precedence. Um, are you ready to handle the the magneto complaints though afterwards? I mean, never stopped. <laughs> Roger that, sir. Um, if anything, it just begun. It's it's going to be a good set. I mean, I'll try. I'll smack talk aside. Uh, Sanford's a great great opponent uh, for you. I think that it's a perfect matchup. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because you're obviously going to be rocking MSP, which is a matchup that he's very used to. So it'll be a, the the classic encounter of offense versus defense, and I think it's going to be it'll be a good one for the community. Um, I did want to move on to questions from the community. Sure. Uh, these these are questions that have been collected from members of the Marvel versus Capcom Two family that I did want to shoot over your way. Lockdown asks, <laughs> what do you think about Fuji referring to you as a stock yipes? Yeah. <laughs> Just 
my that, god. That one, you know, and you know what? You don't even have to answer this. It's fucking nonsense. It, it made me <laughs> chuckle, but you know, that's just. I mean, at least you know they're being honest about it. That's how they feel. They see me, you know. So, that's how they see it. You know, I well, can't change their opinion. How, how do you even? What do you consider to be something that would be a stock yipes? Like just somebody that can rom you to death. Minimal. Well, I mean, it's. I can't speak for the man, but. This is just only going off, you know, what they're seeing too. So, um, you know, I can't hate them. Like Perspective is not reality. And the, the other thing too yeah. is, you know, I, as an MSP player, you're always going to be compared to Yikes, you know? Like, same thing with Lockdown. Like, everyone's going to be, oh, Clockwork, Clark. You know, he's been there, done that. And That's true. You got to just do what you got to do. Yeah. Right? Okay. No Channel LOL states. Uh, he's one of my YouTube uh, subscribers. He says, is there anyone that you have a zero win record against in tournament? Oh, a bunch. So for starters, Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, that's a good question, but I think yeah, everybody's gonna have a bunch of zeros. But I guess the more, I guess if he's gonna ask more personal, like more notable zeros, right? Yeah, so Sanford that's would gonna be, be one. the one that's gonna be sticking out because there's, there's, there's a bunch. So this person chose to remain anonymous. He says, what's your take on this era being referred to as the filler arc? Is the term appropriate or disrespectful? Again, I think that's just the perspective of the person. And that's just what they're going off, what they're seeing. But I feel like, you know, for us, like we've been keeping the game alive, right? I think it's super disrespectful. It, it, I mean, I'm trying to be cordial about it, but yeah. That's just the way they see it, right? No, just tell them how you really feel there. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to call it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, you're right; it's it's subjective to to what, what you perceive it as. I think it's disrespectful. I think that we've been putting a lot of work into the game over the years. We've kind of um, held it on our shoulders since uh, Evil kicked it off the main stage. So, does it hold? Are they two different eras? I think I think they are, but it's not to say that one outweighs the other, because we've been putting in some serious work. Um, over yeah, the years because we kept it alive this whole time because if no one played yeah. then what we're yeah, exactly. talking about this right now yeah exactly and i uh, think like it was like what furby was saying too on his stream like he was saying um like the level of this game is just going up and up more right and it's because of us we're pushing it yeah if not us then it kind of who's gonna do it in. yeah who's gonna do it uh the next question this uh, person also chose to be anonymous um who are the best current five players the keyword there is current. Who are the best current five players? Like excluding me, I'm gonna say. No, throw yourself in the mix. Keep keep it a hundred. Like me, you, duck. Okay. That's three out of five West Coast. That's that's true. I mean, I, I I don't make the rules. I mean, I think for here we're the best here, but then East Coast. But it's, I don't really have a fair assessment because they don't really play us often. They don't, we don't play them often. I don't think East Coast is anywhere near the top five right now. Their current roster is not nowhere near a top five right now. I mean, I think Sanford might crack it, but Sanford's not current though. So he's very adamant about saying that he's in, he's inactive, even though he just beat uh, Amir a couple sets. He's still putting the green light on those sets being valid. But had he lost, he would have said, "Well, I'm not in practice right now." Hmm. So I, I don't really uh, have Sanford in the mix right now. Then other two i, I mean know. if you if you go by the most current standings i would say amir and uh jay if we're gonna go current yeah by yeah. the standings yeah but i think 
like sticking out is just you know you duck and me yeah and then and then the other two are just a toss-up okay roger that uh leary warwick from the marvel 2 group he asks do you think magneto with psylocke is the best combination for tournament play tournament play It's tricky. I, th- I think it's going to come down to the player. Yes, I think so too. If you're playing like shit, Ascent Cap's going to open Yeah, you up. I was going to say, like, uh, we're talking about a shell here between Max I. I mean, if you're playing like shit, you're going to get Very true. Okay. Exposed Depending on the quickly. player. Yeah. Roger that. Nick Guy says, is there a team besides MSP that you want to be elite with? I mean, I've seen on PSN that you, you've been using Santhrax. Yeah, you would run Santhrax with, Sa- with Sa- me all the time. It's going to be Santhrax. You would like to? Yeah, yeah okay. Like okay. pocket Thrax, man. For sure. I always wanted a good Sentinel and then Sentinel cap, for sure. For sure. To cover uh, up the uh, the bad matches. <laughs> this next player chose to be anonymous. This person asked, how would you think you would have done against Chaos if the tournament format was similar to the Golden Era, where it was four out of seven in Grand Finals and two out of three in Pools? I think it's still going to come down to who's who's on their game that day. I think so, too. Because I feel like the momentum just goes like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. Uh, this next person chose to be anonymous. What is your take on some Marvel players calling it quits because of one-touch kill? And I asked this person, well, you got to be specific. Are you talking about quitting mid-match, like giving up after a character dies or whatever? Or are you talking about somebody who quits the game completely? And this person said, quitting the game completely. I mean, I feel if it's ruining your enjoyment at that game at that point, then in anything in life, if you're not having fun with it, there's no point in doing it at that point, right? Right. So if you're if you're like so, like distraught or you like left a bad taste in your mouth, like I agree, it is right. I agree with that too, and I think that if you, I would still try to make a one last effort to understand the matchup and trying to kind of get around it. If you can't do it at that point, if you're still finding yourself frustrated, yeah, I would, I would say hang it up and. And move on to something else. Because it would be like me if I was playing like Street Fighter Five, and let's say I don't know shit about the game, I just feel like I can't do anything. You pa- oh, I probably dude. feel kind of similar, right? Where <laughs> I'm done. Fuck this That's game. how I felt, bro. Once they patched, <laughs> once they patched uh, Seth, oh, it was over. I was oh, like, he was godlike in four, dude. At the beginning, <laughs> yeah, he was a pretty cool character. Oh that's, yeah, that's why you like fucking around with them. Huh? Yeah, Omega Seth. Oh, dude, I love I Omega Seth. Stupid flying squirrel. <laughs> shit. Um. So we're actually running to the end of the uh, the portion here for the podcast. Uh, now that we got the community questions out of the way, Daryl, we want to move to the portion of the show that I call the run back. Okay. Is there any set that you've lost in the past that you wish that you could correct right here, right now? You're warmed up. You're practiced. You've got a good night's sleep. You're well-fed. You're well-nourished. Your stick's on point. You have all the right buttons. The spring's feeling good. You're not having any drops. Who do you want to run the setback with that you've lost uh, over the years? So there's two people in particular. Oh, I love it. But then then one of them, it's kind of like I've already proven my point. Okay. So it doesn't matter. So which is Ivan? Because he did beat me in a money match at Super Arcade. Okay. This was 2018. The score was like 10-9. I think that was just another like milestone or stepping stone in my my career or in this game. Yeah, in your journey. Like, you know you're still lacking. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just, you got to be a man accept it, right? For that's sure. That's the only way you're going to get better. So, you know, we played after, and I, I think I kind of proved my point. And okay. I don't have to, if he wants to play again, we can, but other than that, it is what it is. And 
course, Sanford. Sanford would be the second one. Man. So I've never beaten him. Like an actual like set that count. Like I beat him in an MSP or mirror set, but I'm sure he's not going to count that. So. But yeah, yeah, he's it, probably not, but it is what it is. I think that's the like the, the monkey I need to get off my back. <laughs> well, the Ivan set, I, I agree. I think that it's already, it's over and done with. I don't think he'll uh, play a long set with you anytime soon. Um, Sanford is the the opponent that we're all, I think we're all looking forward to yeah, seeing you man. play. Uh, what I'm thinking is when you guys would run it, um, I don't think Sanford will be traveling over here anytime soon. Hopefully we can get something going to where we can get you out to the East Coast, but more than anything, safety is the top priority. Um, whenever, whenever the stars align, I guess we'll we'll see that match. I think it's more probable that we'll see that match than me versus uh, what's his face over there. Of course. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we pretty much covered everything. Um, for those of you that are not familiar with with Pasadena, he has a Twitch channel that he streams on. Um, he'll he'll stream his PSN beats uh, beatdowns. He'll have uh, Dreamcast sessions. Uh, I'll go ahead and post the link in the in the description, guys. Please do me a favor, give him a follow, subscribe, and do all that because you're going to be he's going to expose you guys to some really good content. Um, his gameplay is godlike. He his uh, his cal- confirms are godlike. His, his confirms are godlike. Not only that, but he's playing against top uh, caliber people both yep. on PSN and in person. So, yep. give him a follow and uh, give him your support because um, we do this for the love of the game, the love of the community. Um, Daryl, do you have anything else to add? No, I mean, I think yeah, everything was good. Thank you for having me here. Of course, man. Like I said, guys, the story is what makes up uh, the player here. Pasadena, with all of his experiences and everything, just goes to show that everybody has to start somewhere. Whether you pick low tier, whether you go straight to top tier, whatever the case is. I think the common theme is that you grew up with somebody to kind of, uh, like Metroc was the person to kind of uh, mentor you for a little bit yes. before you decided to branch out into your own. And I think that's the common theme here is that all of us have had that mentor to kind of show us the way a little bit. Do you still talk to him or? Yeah, I talk to him here and there. Yeah, just whenever he hits me up. Is he still playing? Is he still playing anything else? I see him playing like on Null or Ficate here and there, but yeah, nothing, nothing major. Oh, okay, for sure. And we're just kind of living their life, living their lives, huh? I still talk to him though, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We're going to wrap this up over here. Uh, What's next uh, for us? Like I said, Pasadena is still going to be putting out content on his Twitch. Um, the YouTube link, you guys already know where to follow. Uh, I'll be uploading this on Spotify and all uh, social media platforms, so just keep an eye out for that. My boy Kinetic, of course, will have his uh, social media links on there as well. And anything to add, brother? Yeah, thanks Thanks for coming on the podcast, Daryl. I mean, it was just great hearing your origin story. Congrats on the win. Congrats yes, on- congrats, brother. No matter what anybody says, yeah, dude, well-deserved. You. Absolutely. You put in a lot of work, a lot of time, um, and, man, you're just godlike msp so we look forward to that money match hopefully it does go down hopefully everything all the stipulations are all set but man it's it's gonna it's an exciting time for marvel and uh can't wait to uh see what happens all right guys and uh, we'll be signing off now and we'll catch you guys on the next one take it easy take it easy guys all right see you guys